Welcome to another episode of Insights with Latrice. I'm your host, Latrice Kabuya. Today, my guest is Angel Stewart, and yeah, she's a real angel. Her story is so incredible that it's almost hard to believe. I I won't give a whole lot away, but let's just say this. Angel has experienced abuse most of her life, rejections, disappointments, a failed system, and that's just to name a few. But still, she has overcame so much. If winning against all odds was a person, it would be Angel Stewart. But let me not give any more away. I want you to listen to this podcast. And again, I ask you to lean in. I'm telling you, you are going to be inspired. You're going to be touched. So get ready to lean in and I'll be back with my insight. Enjoy. Well, thank you for joining us again with another segment of Insights with Latrice. I am here with Angel and I'm just so excited because I heard your story on Clubhouse and was like, wow, this sister right here, I don't know what she's made of, but whatever it is, give me some because talk about an overcomer. Talk about someone who has stood when you should not have stood, right? Um, to, to survive. You are, you are a survivor. You are a, a major survivor. And I don't want to give your story away. But first of all, Angel, I want to welcome you to my platform. And um, why don't you tell the listeners just a little bit about yourself? So I'm Angel. I'm actually from Alabama. Um, I do a lot of things. So besides being a mental health advocate, I'm also a childhood abuse advocate and a domestic violence advocate. And that's because I'm an overcomer. Um, I'm co-partner also with my daughter in our own company where we offer all natural skin, hair, and beard products. Um, I mentor for a nonprofit organization here in Alabama that helps give felons a second chance and those coming out of incarceration be able to adapt back to society. So I do a lot of things because I have a passion for everything that I do. So you give back a lot um, and you mentioned that. Why is that so important to you, Angel? Because I look at my childhood and the things that I encountered in my adulthood, and I didn't have those things. And I look back at my life, and then I hear people in their stories, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, I didn't, I didn't get to have that opportunity. You know, even when it comes to mental health and just helping, I didn't have that opportunity. I didn't have the opportunity to be loved, to be told I was beautiful. And I really want to empower women, you know, to build their confidence, their self-esteem, to let men know that it's okay, even though you've gotten off track, women have gotten off track, it's okay. So I want to be that footprint in the sand to let people know just because you've gone through something doesn't mean you can't come out and be successful. So I want to be able to help people come out of what they're going through and not have to live and endure for so many years what I endured. So wherever I can be a footprint, I'm going to be a footprint for those voices that are silent. 
And with that, Angel, why don't we tell our my listeners just a little bit where you come from? You know, um, I know we can't get into all of it. It's it'll take a while, and everyone would have Kleenexes. But can you just kind of give a um, just some information how you're an overcomer? Because you you are the poster child. Um, winning against all odds, if I would say. Um, yeah, talk to us about that. Yes. So it started with my childhood. Um, I had not turned one, and my father killed my mother. Back then, domestic violence was not a serious thing that the government took serious until later on in the probably 80s, in my opinion, because my dad was charged only with manslaughter. From there, my mother's mother. Um, took me and my sister and my brother in, but at the time my brother was still living, already living with my grandmother. And my, me and my sister experienced um, severe, um, dom- not domestic violence, but childhood abuse from my grandmother and my uncle. So it was physical, emotional, and mental. Um, I wasn't told until probably around the age of eight or 10 that it was, my grandmother wasn't my mother because she said, you know, I was having dreams and she said, that it was my father that killed my mother, but she took us in to keep us from being a part, to keep us from being a part of the foster care system. So as time progressed, we were being abused. And by the time I was at the age of, I would say 13 or 14 years old, I started crying out for help. I, I was scared of my grandmother, I was scared of my uncles, and I started crying out for help. So at one point, my grandmother had took us to church for counseling because she said I was getting out of hand. And the pastor, took my grandmother's side, not understanding, you know, the things that I had, me and my sister were going through. So from there, you know, when I tried to go to the school, you know, because my grandmother was a part of the school system and had been a part of the school system for so long, um, you know, I was shot away from there. And I couldn't go to the police station because one of my uncles was part of the police um, system where we were from. And so I had nobody to lean on. So from there, I went to the streets, experienced my first domestic violence at the age of 16, being a victim. And then from there, I experienced another domestic violence with my oldest daughter, father. Um, I was raped um, when I was eight months pregnant with her. And then from there, I experienced domestic violence for 20 years um, with my children's father. And that um, domestic violence situation really affected my children. So it took eight times for me to officially leave which was just four years ago. And that's when my healing process started. So tell me this, because you have a history of being abused and, and the system failing you from the church system to the school system, to the community, um, essentially. Um, how, how do I want to word this? So the listening audience, I can guarantee you there's someone who's being abused. There's someone who don't know what to do next. What, what advice would you offer them? Because um, it took you, as you said, up until four years ago. How, do, how when you don't have anything, how when no, there's no support, how do you walk away from an abuser? Well, you know what? I got tired of being hit on. I got tired of being told from my childhood into when I was with my children, uh, my youngest four children's father that I wouldn't be anything. 
So it came to a point, I was so miserable. I went from this 153 to three, almost nearly 300 pound woman. And I was tired. I felt like I had lost all hope. I was just, I mean, it was, I could, there was nothing. I was working, making good money. And I said, you know what? If I don't leave, I feel like I'm going to die here, die unhappy. And my children need their mother. I don't want them growing up without me because I grew up without both my mom and my dad. You know, I want to see my grandchildren and my great grandchildren and my children's children's children. I want to live to see that. So I put on my grandma underwear and I decided to leave. I honestly decided to leave. And again, that goes back. It was my eighth time leaving. But that eighth time, I didn't turn back. So for those who are listening and trying to grasp the understanding of how do you get yourself out of this traumatic situation? It's easier said than done. And it's not an overnight process because I'm still healing. But I want you all to know it's okay to cry. It's okay. It's okay that even if you feel embarrassed or you feel being judged, God has your back. Get yourself out of that situation. You can do it. You can literally do it. If this is something that I've, you know, endured since the age of 10 years old, and look where I am today. I finished my degree in, in um, my bachelor's degree in psychology. I became a member of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. I'm a member of NAACP and now almost finished with my master's. Look at what God has done for me. And if he can do it for me, he can do it for you. The resources are out there. Help is out there. You don't have to look for family support. You don't have to look for friend support. Most of the time, your support is going to come from a stranger anyway. Mm, wow. Wow. I'm glad you put that out there because a lot of times I think um, um, victims do look for family and friends and a lot of times family and friends do fail them. Now you mentioned in the midst of it, you're going through a process of healing. And I know that you're in grad school and um, you're, you're, you're striving and will be an amazing therapist. But, but tell me, what does that look like? What does healing look like? Because we talk about you need healing, you need healing, but healing sometimes is scary. Healing sometimes is facing some truths that have, um, have you've kind of hidden, you know. So talk to me about that. So with that being said, um, healing is self-love, self-care, self-awareness, I mean, self-awareness. And it's all, it also shows that you no longer doubt who you are. Because if I still doubted who I was, I wouldn't be where I am today. So it's kind of like Stella has a groove back. Mm-hmm. Angel has her groove. Angel has her groove back. Yes. And that's how I look at it. So, you know, with that being said, self-loving yourself, self-caring for yourself, not making excuses, not being self-pity. You got to get up and get out of it. Mm, you just have to, and you have mm-hmm. to deal with some things and, and be honest. I think part of self-awareness and self-love is truly being honest who you are. And sometimes, even if that means you have to be honest that you're scared, because I'm sure there were times you were scared. Um, sometimes you felt shame, embarrassment, but by the same token, deal and name those emotions, right? So you can work through it and process through it. 
And that's, I think, very important. So I was scared a lot of times. It was times that I couldn't go to sleep because my children's father would come home after he'd been drinking and I'm sitting here with five children and trying to make sure they're safe. And then I come home and sometimes he would come home and bust the door wide open. He was, he's a gun lover. So he would come home sometimes and he would be so, you know, drunk and just out of it. He would come in and bust the door open and, you know, make accusations when I'm in the bed sleeping because I got to go to work, go to work the next day. Or he'll go in the kitchen and get a knife and get me up out of the bed. And when I know he's going to the kitchen, I'm jumping up out of the bed. God, protect my children, shield them and protect them from every hurt, harm and danger. And camp your angels around them. Just literally sitting there praying. But I'm running out the door for my life because it's not them that he's after. That demon was after me. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, just just a lot of things, you know, I fear for my life all the time because most of the time he would come home and just wake me up out of my sleep, bust the door open, you know, put stuff on the stove and the stove would be on fire. And a lot of it stems of what he did to me was because he endured child abuse. Mm. So imagine you have two people that mm. have been, you know, experienced childhood abuse I didn't get help because I didn't know that I needed to get help because my family didn't seek help when I was a child but he never got help because he the same thing they didn't think anything was wrong because that's what his family was accustomed to as well so you had two people that were scorned tattered and just withered out and didn't know that we needed to get help and that we should have never ever been in a relationship knowing that we both had things that we need, our mental health was not stable. And I think you made a a great point about getting out also will break that generational curse. Getting out and getting help will break that generational curse um, off your kids and your children's children because it does get passed on, right? That behavior, that mindset, even if you think I'm not going to do it, I'm not going to do it. We all have been there with whatever um, trauma, you know, in our family. And then you duplicate it because it's just, you know, one of the theories about behaviorism is you, you see something and you just copy that, right? It's a repeated cycle. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And so you had to get out. So, you know, you mentioned how now you're winning in life against all odds and that um, you are an overcomer. You're in grad school. Um, You walked away from that relationship. And I know you have a nice, healthy relationship now with a new beau and um, your kids are good. And and so talk about that now. Talk about this new life to let um, listeners be encouraged that there is the other side. Well, you know, I feel so good. Um, I feel so good. I have a great relationship with my children. Um, my boyfriend, he understands everything that I went through. And, you know, a lot of times we even get scared to go into a relationship because we don't know how a man that sees a woman knowing that she's, she has so many triggers because I'm still healing, but knowing that she has so many triggers, but they're willing to accept it and to grow and work through it. And that allows me to heal because he understands me. He supports my every move. I never had the support. When I wanted to go to college, my children's dad asked me, what was I going to college for? Mm. I wasn't going to amount to anything. Everything I tried to accomplish because I was looking at the greater picture of us. Mm -hmm. hours it was Mm -hmm. always 
you're always in school. I got to babysit the children. You know, I don't have a life of my own, but he didn't realize I I was making the most money and I really was taking care of home where he didn't even have to pay bills. What man lives, real man lives with a woman right. and makes her pay right. bills. So now I have this man who goes out here, he's a producer, an engineer, and he works on construction and we collaborate and we yeah. meet each other halfway and he supports everything that I do. Wow. He supports my children and they're not even his and he doesn't even have children. Wow. So my five children, he really, really supports them and we do so we cook together, we go exercise together, you know, we go out and we'll have our lunch or breakfast, we do everything as yeah. a family. And it was just God showing me that when I got myself out of that situation and started listening to him, he slowly started opening doors to see if he can trust me, not yeah. only trust me, but to test my patience with him opening doors and closing doors that should have been shut a long time ago. Wow. Well, we're going to wrap this up. I could talk to you all day, but <laughs> one last thing I, I really want to touch on mental health because I know that was something that was part of your journey and, and the healing um, and the success. How important is it to go to a therapist? How important is it to check in and really deal with the mental health aspect of one's life? It is very vital. If you see that things are not right, even when it comes down to your children, go seek help. Don't wait until so many years have passed by and you're trying to figure life out when you know that something's wrong. Don't look at what goes on in the house stays in the house. Don't look at family secrets. A lot of things we weren't taught when we were young. Now is the time. We are in a whole new era. Our community needs mental health wellness checkups. Go get yourself checked. I don't care if you have to go and talk to a stranger and then listen to them and then you start seeing signs that, yeah, something is wrong. Go get help. Do your research. Make sure that that therapist is the right fit for you. Ask questions. You're going to eventually find that therapist that's going to be right fit for you. And I promise you, once you start the process of healing, you're going to feel like a whole new yeah. different person. You're going to be able to accomplish things that you were not able to accomplish because your mind was so discombobulated with your mental health instability. Go and get help. There are resources out here. There are pay fee schedules. There are some people that do pro bono. Do your research. If you don't know how to do your research, call and ask somebody because somebody is ready to help you right now. Wow. 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 Listening audience, there's a reason you're listening right now. Um, maybe you don't have the story of being abused, but you do physically, but maybe mentally or emotionally, and you just need that help to help navigate, you know, there's trauma and trauma looks different for everyone. And so we need a therapist. And I, I've shared with you the other day, you know, we need Jesus, a therapist mm -hmm. and coffee. 
Those, yes. those three things will bless <laughs> your life. So as yes. we close up, I want two things from you. I want you to give a last insight to our listening audience and also let them know where they can follow you, find you, um, because you're always dropping nuggets, whether it's in Clubhouse or um, on um, Instagram. And so I think that you will be a, a great addition to people's lives on a daily. So so give me those two items, please. Okay. So not only can you find me on Clubhouse, but you can also find me at, in, on Instagram, underscore ambitious woman. And ambitious is spelled with a Z instead of an S. And it's ambitious woman underscore. Um, I will be having my website up and running soon um, because I do want to become a mentor. I am pivoting to being a motivational speaker and I will be having my new book coming out very soon to share my story even more. Awesome. So we need to definitely connect with you. What's one last insight, Angel? One last insight. Love who you are love who you are god created you to be who you are not man love who you are you are bold that's amazing and you are an angel let me just say your spirit is beautiful and so i just want to thank you for being a part of insights with latrice and dropping some great gems and blessing our listening audience and we look forward to getting that book coming out and checking your website and so follow her because you every day when you need an encouraging word listen angel got it for you and um, when you follow her, you'll feel like you've known her for years. She's just that person. So once again, thank you so much for listening to Insight with Latrice. Um, of course, I'm your host, Trice K. Um, just thankful for this um, guest today because, wow, an amazing story. And so until next time, make sure you love yourself. What did I tell you? Wasn't that story incredible? Is an angel a true angel? Wow, her resilience, her tenacity to not give up is just remarkable. And so here's my insight. You are stronger than you think. You can't give up just like Angel all of the adversity that she went through and faced, she did not give up. And you see where she is now. And you see that her future is very bright. It can be that same way for you. You are an overcomer. You can't quit. Quitting is final. Again, you have what it takes to overcome everything that's tried to destroy you. And because of that, you win against all odds. Thank you for listening to another episode of Insights with Latrice, where we talk about real life, we talk about the real you, and we talk real good. Until next time.